The men and women leading the 21 sports at Campbell University have helped build and guide the Fighting Camels to one of their best years ever. They are talented and hardworking, and most importantly, great people. The kind of people you'd love to just sit down and have a cup of coffee with. Unfortunately, in this 10-second soundbite world we live in, we mainly only get coaches talking about how they won, why they lost, and what's next. This podcast tries to remedy that with two cups of coffee and a recorder. I'm Chris Amire, and this is Coffee with Coaches. As the son of two collegiate athletes, one of whom went on to coach, sports is certainly in Greg Gorl's blood. He played everything you could growing up and continued that at the next level as he played three different sports for his college, plus helped start the school's club volleyball team. His coaching career has taken him from coast to coast and everywhere in between. Goral landed here in Bowie's Creek, taking over a volleyball program that went 0-14 in conference, winning just four sets the entire conference season in 2012. Calling the job a rebuilding project is a bit of an understatement. Greg Goral is the women's volleyball coach for Campbell, and in 2015, Campbell played for a Big South Conference Championship. You should also probably let him look at your 401k. Here's his story. Coach, we always start with your coffee, or in your case, your tea order. So <laughs> tell us about your coffee, caffeinated beverage, uh, sort of uh, things that you do. I am not a big coffee drinker. Um, I did study in England and you know, for a semester, so uh, I got used to drinking tea when it was, was frigid outside. Uh, so I'm in that mindset. My dad also uh, drank tea instead of coffee most of the time. Uh, the only coffee drink I have is this little, you know, cho- double chocolatey cappuccino, frappuccino thing that uh, it really doesn't taste like coffee. And if I need my caffeine on most days, I'll go with uh, uh, some sort of Coke beverage. So, uh, but the tea is, is great on a nice cold morning like this. Coach, let's go back to when you were growing up so many varied sports in your background what did you fall in love with first and and how did sports end up gripping you uh both my parents were were uh collegiate swimmers at the university of wisconsin oshkosh um my dad was uh coached swimming and track at milwaukee tech high school for 20 years um so i grew up in an athletic family my dad also ran a swim and tennis club so i got introduced to swimming early. Uh, I always had tennis lessons. Uh, I played soccer from age five to roughly 14. Uh, That was my best sport. And had I continued, um, I think it would have, that would have been my athletic career, the best uh, route to go. But I also played Little League Baseball, played tennis. My mom introduced me to golf and I really enjoy it even to this day. Uh, It was just something where I liked changing the sports as well, having different seasons where I wouldn't get worn out mentally. Uh, I could, it was nice to be to go from swimming into the summer sports, uh, into fall sports, and and really uh, be able to um, enjoy a lot of different a lot of different things. Uh, I got into volleyball seventh and eighth grade. Uh, it was just intramural volleyball, but the the man running uh, the intramural sport uh, program. I was the head men's volleyball coach at Greendale High School. And so he said, hey, you're pretty good. Uh, you should try out for our team. And um, I had been playing soccer so long, and, and actually that was the one sport I'd played 
uh, like three different, three or four different leagues in an entire year. I was kind of getting burnt out on it after after ten years of of playing uh, soccer. Uh, so when I made the roster for volleyball, I, I switched sports. Um, I really enjoyed uh, volleyball. I had a great uh, young coach uh, my first few years of high school, and. Uh, from a coaching's perspective, I think volleyball fits my personality best anyway. It's, it's very technical. It's a lot like football. You're running plays. The action is very quick. You have to be very skilled um, because you're only contacting the ball for literally hundreds of a second. And if you don't do it properly, if you're not prepared properly, um, you're not going to do well. Uh, so, But my brain works really well with the strategy and tactics of, of college volleyball and the techniques and, and everything that's involved with it. Uh, it allows us, you know, as coaches to run different plays, to create different lineups. Uh, there's a lot of tactics and strategy in, into it because even when you're getting ready for a match, you decide what rotation you start in versus your opponent's rotations and you can't change it for the whole game. So uh, you have to understand uh, your opponents, you have to understand your strengths and, and how you want to match up. Um, and then, you know, once you get done with one game, you have to decide all over again how you want to match up again. So there, there's a lot to it um, in how you run your offense, you know, what kind of defense you run. It, it's the same thing like with football. You can, you can run varied defenses against the strengths of your opponents um, and adjustments, mismatches, all those things are, are what you're looking for. And that just fits, you know, how I am as a coach and as a person. With your background, all the varied sports, and you actually mentioned soccer is what you were best at for a time, but you got burnt out. So are you a proponent of kids growing up and then junior, you know, junior high, high school to do the different sports? Yeah, I, I think it really helps, um, especially from a biomechanical standpoint. Um, if you play one sport as a child and that's the only sport you play, number one, you get overuse injuries. Um, and then there's another reason is that you don't understand fully how your body works because you're only doing specific uh, movements all the time. When you run track and then play soccer and then play baseball and basketball, uh, you're using different skill sets, different strategies, but also dis different muscle groups. And so you learn how your body works in different situations. And I think as you get older, it helps you adjust quicker and um, when as far as training the the athletes that play multiple sports it's easier for them to adjust um, techniques because they can feel their different muscle groups working and understand what needs to uh, happen in order for for instance in volleyball for the ball to go where you want it to go uh, and if it's not they can feel it quicker and how to adjust and then um, it allows their muscle memory to take over a little bit quicker so um, I'm definitely uh, a proponent for playing multiple sports. Um, it's, it's not something we absolutely necessarily need when we're recruiting, but if I know an athlete has played basketball and volleyball or track and volleyball or soccer and softball and volleyball, uh, those things stand out because then I know, uh, okay, this person is, is an all-around athlete and will have a better understanding of how her body uh, moves and operates. You are a coach's son, you're a coach now, but thinking back to growing up, I've seen it go both ways. Um, how was your experience having your dad as a coach? Uh, he was very positive 
And um, I mean, he was also a, a guidance counselor. My mom was also a career counselor and a health teacher. So uh, I got a lot of sit down conversations about life and, and how I should be and, and things like that. But all, all those things, I think, helped me uh, become uh, a coach that understands like how to communicate with their players um, and that everybody's a little bit different. And so um, overall, I think it's helped me realize that with different personalities, I have to coach in different ways, and especially in this age of, of, of especially players with um, wanting to be successful immediately. Uh, you have to get through to them the best way, how, best way for them to know, to help them know it's going to be a process. It's going to be baby steps in order to get you from point A to point B. Um, but overall, my dad was, was a very positive coach uh, and we we did things to help us reach our goals rather quickly. We weren't um, trying to over like do too much. We did expect specifically what we needed to do in order to reach our goals. I think that's helped me be efficient with how we run practice. Uh, we do the things that uh, are necessary for improvement, but we're not in the gym for four hours uh, being mind-numbingly boring with what we're doing. Uh, we get in, we, we work at a very intense level uh, very quickly, and then we also make sure that there's time for recovery both mentally and physically. So I think those things uh, I learned from my parents, uh, and, it's, and it's helped me grow as a coach as a whole. What was it like growing up in the great white north? Uh, I mean, it was Milwaukee is beautiful. Uh, it's a beautiful place to be, especially in the summertime. The winters are just long, um, but I grew up. I, I loved the snow. I loved uh, being outside um, during a snowstorm, or uh, you know, throw, having snowball fights and things like that. Um, it just there were times in January, February where it was you know ten below or or whatever, and you couldn't feel your fingers and that kind of stuff. Uh, but uh, overall, uh, being from the Midwest, like people were very friendly, uh, very helpful. I feel that culture here at Campbell. It's, it's part of the reason why I'm here. Um, but uh, it was a really good experience. Wisconsin has a great educational system, and so I felt like I got a good education. Uh, my parents definitely helped along the way, and uh, um, you know, I, I don't think I would trade it for anything. Your collegiate experience, Carroll College, actually there um, on scholarship as a swimmer, but you continued your love and your feel the need for doing other sports. You did a lot more than just that in college. Yeah, uh, again, it was it was something where um, I loved a lot of the sports that I played, and I didn't want to give them up. And so being at a smaller school, I had the opportunity to do multiple sports where um, at the Division One level, I would have only been able to swim, and you had to do it all year round. Um, at a smaller school, I was able to to swim in the winter. Uh, I was able to play tennis in the spring, and I helped create the men's club volleyball program uh, there as well. So it it was something where I could still get my multiple sport fix, uh, uh, <laughs> as you would say, and and it just allowed me like that's that was my passion is is to be able to do a lot of different sports. Um, and not give any of them up. So it was a good experience. I also got to play the one year of football. Um, and uh, I think that was that was fun. Uh, I got to study in England for a semester. I played soccer uh, over there as well. So um, 
it, it just allowed me to round out my experience through college. What position did you play both football and American football? Uh, for soccer, most of my years, uh, I played up top uh, trying to score goals as a striker or a midfielder. Um, and, and that's what I was best at. It was just uh, something natural uh, where if you just get the ball to me in the right position, I'll, I'll find a way to score and put the ball in the back of the net. Um, for football, as a wide receiver, um, just caught just a few balls. Uh, but it was, again, something that um, I knew how to get open and find gaps in the defense. Uh, just wasn't very physical. Uh, you can see my slighter build now. I was even more slight uh, in college. So um, tried to stay away from the linebackers as much as possible. Uh, there was one day I had to be a running back on the practice squad against the starters and that. Um, I just got a, a lot of bumps and bruises from that. Let's just put it that way. So, um, you know, it was, it was fun and it was a good experience. So I, you know, again, it, it was something that uh, helped me understand football at a higher level, uh, but also allowed me to grow just as a coach as well, because you could understand tactics, again, from a different sport than I'd played previously. So you talked about how as an athlete, it really helps with adjusting and, and different muscle groups and that. But, but for coaching, you think all those experience, you playing all the sports from the spectrum really helps you as well. Oh, yeah, because it's, it's something where... Uh, when you play in multiple sports, you're looking at a lot of different things about different opponents and how they move uh, and how you need to move. But uh, like as a coach, now I can look across the court and watch High Point, Liberty, Radford, and I know exactly what they're trying to do um, even before the ball is set. Like I, I can see what's going on, and, and part of it is just playing enough sports. You recognize um, different body movements or way people are leaning uh, you talk about in football, uh, linemen really watching to see like how someone's weight is distributed on the offensive line to know if it's going to be a run or a pass. Those are things that we have to evaluate in volleyball. Like You're watching a setter to see if she's going to give away where she's going to set the ball before she sets the ball and allows the defense to be that much quicker. So it's very minute details that are important because the ball moves so fast at our level that all those uh, anything you can pick up uh, as quickly as possible is going to help you be more successful. The way your mind works, your family's background in coaching, I see why you were a coach. You probably had the basis, at least coming out of college, to start a coaching career in a lot of different varied sports. What funneled you to volleyball? Uh, I think part of it was when I helped create the men's club volleyball team at Campbell, or at, I'm sorry, at Carroll, uh, we... Uh, I was one of only two guys that played high school volleyball. And so I was running practices. I was setting the lineups. So you were a player coach. I was a player coach, yes. Yeah, so um, even from the floor, I was like having to make the subs and set the lineups and stuff. So that was, that was part of it. And, and running practice and uh, getting that experience early, I think, really helped. Um, and, and then right from there, like after college, my first, my first job out of college was the boys JV high school volleyball coach at uh, Brookfield East High School uh, just outside of Milwaukee. And so I had a, uh, a varsity head coach that allowed me to run the program the way I wanted to. Uh, we had a lot of, I think I had 15 players on the roster and I just trained the heck out of them. And uh, that, was, that was really fun. It allowed me to, to utilize uh, my strengths as a coach and, and 
um, create the matchups I wanted to, create the lineups I wanted to. I mean, it, it, it's all helped from there. And then um, I coached some club volleyball. I helped um, volunteered with an, a women's high school team. Uh, so there were times, even though I was out in the real world working uh, at uh, a bank in downtown Milwaukee, I was still uh, getting my fix as a swim coach, as a volleyball coach. Uh, and then there was a day I just I realized uh, I wasn't passionate about the banking world, the, the stocks and bonds that I was working with, um, that I was truly passionate about coaching. Uh, so I made the switch and um, got out of, of the banking world and went back to grad school out at Springfield College in Massachusetts and was a, a grad assistant for both their men's and women's programs there. Banking is the thing I always half-joking say, you know, if you want to work nine to five, you know, be a banker. If you want to make money, be a banker. Is it as bad in my head as I think, other than the paycheck you probably get every week? Uh, it just depends on what part there is, because uh, the financial world, um, just like the athletic world, there's a lot of different jobs within within the uh, arena. Um, I settled stock and bond trades, um, and I got, that, that was something where I was in the middle of all these transactions that uh, the corporation was doing, and I still got bored with that. Um, and I switched to bond accounting, which uh, was much worse. Uh, which <laughs> did just, not that just sounds awful. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it just you're selling. Yeah, you're you're looking through the corporation's three hundred banks and making sure you know the lines are right and that you're you know you're buying a treasury here or there. Uh, but that's that was it, and. Uh, so I, you know, I had a cubicle with um, gray, um, gray walls, and there were gray pictures on, you know, on the hallway walls and stuff, and it just wasn't wasn't for me. I mean, there's that was the thing though too. I always knew uh, with a finance degree, if if coaching didn't work out and I was pretty bad at it, or uh, the world told me I was bad at it, that I could go fall back and. And, and find a job in, in the financial world and, and be just fine. It has worked out for you and any coaches starting out, they have multiple jobs at multiple places all over the U.S., but you really crisscrossed the map. I mean, from Rhode Island to Gonzaga to Auburn, Moorhead State, everywhere in between. I mean, your head must spin with what do you think of where you've been and where you've lived. Yeah, the, I the first thing I usually tell people about the different places I've lived is I've uh, probably lived in four or five places I never even thought I would visit uh, growing up in <laughs> yeah. uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Um, yeah. You know, living in Alabama uh, was probably the farthest thing from my mind uh, growing up in Wisconsin. Um, and who lives in Rhode Island? There's only about a million people <laughs> out of 300 and however many or you know, that live in the U.S., 300 million plus. Um, so it's a very small per percentage that even have visited Rhode Island, much li less live there. But it was a beautiful place. Um, and really, again, with, with you, if if you want to be a college coach, you have to be willing to go where the jobs are. It's, it's much harder to try and live in one place and then um, expect the jobs to be there for you. You, um, you really have to be open with that. And... Honestly, once I spent a semester in England, uh, it really helped me grow up and realize it didn't matter where I was, I could be uh, comfortable um, in any situation uh, as far as uh, the environment that I'm in. 
And so that flexibility, uh, I think, also filled with, with the coaching culture uh, in that um, if I wanted to move up in the world, I'd have to be willing to go uh, from coast to coast um, to find, you know, find the openings and, and accept the openings that were available versus being very selective and maybe not having that opportunity. So um, me, there were there are a lot of positives about a lot of places that I've been at, uh, very few negatives at all. Uh, I enjoyed uh, all of the places I've been at um, and in some of them in different ways. But uh, one thing that's helped me be uh, the coach that I am today is that all the coaches that I've worked with uh, had their strengths um, had different ways to train, different ways to run the program, and uh, a lot of them were very, very good. Um, the head coaches at Springfield uh, won national titles, conference titles, um, and there are things that they do there that I could take with me. Um, and you know, uh, Coach Deering at Springfield had been there, you know, twenty some odd years, and one of the friends he worked with at USA Volleyball was Bob Schneck, and he was at Rhode Island. And he, you know, both of them trained more of a USA volleyball style. And I got to learn immediately from two, two of the greats, uh, not only just how to train a volleyball program, but how to run the program at, in a, in a first class manner and how to treat your assistants, help, how to help your assistants grow so that the sport grows. They weren't just interested in making their teams good. They wanted to grow volleyball uh, in their region, in the Northeast, which is not a strong volleyball area, but um, there's more to it than just coaching your team. And so they had a really good perspective on um, how to make your staff better, how to make your team better, but also how to make uh, volleyball in the region better, which was, which was great. Uh, when I went out to Gonzaga, um, Kip uh, Yoshimura, who was the head coach there, was an assistant at Long Beach State when they had won two national titles. And so uh, he had a very much different way to train uh, t- techniques and, and all sorts of stuff, but there's still things that he did that I use today as well. Um, and uh, at Auburn with Laura, she uh, played in the Big Ten uh, at Illinois and was assistant at Michigan State when they went to the Final Four um, and just brought um, a Power Five conference mentality uh, to the Deep South. And so it was something where uh, her expectation level of our athletes was extremely high and and so we trained the heck out of that team and uh, it really helped us uh, develop that program and we beat uh, some teams we hadn't beaten in 10 12 years we went to Tennessee and won we won at Arkansas we beat Kentucky um, we beat Alabama there there you know and those were teams that were going to uh, the NCAA tournament every year uh, so we didn't necessarily have as much success as we wanted, but uh, we were able to, um, like I was able to see what life was like uh, at a Power Five conference. Um, and then at Moorhead State, uh, Jamie Gordon there, um, he was an assistant at Kentucky when they were very strong and had helped build the Moorhead program. And um, together, uh, we were able to uh, really recruit at a very high level and then had a lot of success in my time there, which... Uh, afforded me this opportunity. Uh, Bob uh, Roller wanted me to come down and, and interview uh, for this position, and and so um, came down. Um, you know, I, I I felt like this was the right place for me uh, and my wife, um, and and so we're here. And I, I love the challenge of taking a program that is 
really never done anything as as far as volleyball and turning it into not just a contender, but hopefully, uh, uh, you know, hang a banner within the next few years here. This is taking nothing away from the coaching staff or student athletes that came before you. And I will say that even when the microphones and, and cameras are not rolling, you have never used this as an excuse. But I was here, so I will set this up for people. You took over a program that was 0-13 in the Big South Conference. And not only 0-13, they won just four sets during that entire conference season. Their last six matches of the year, they did not win a set. You basically had to rebuild a program. Shed some light on what you came in and took over. Uh I mean, it, you know, you never really know until you get here what, what you have. Um, but there was one big positive that I took away from it is that when I called the players and let them know I was their new head coach and I, I met them, um, the feeling I got was that they really wanted to be trained and they wanted to be better than what they were. And I think that helped immediately with um, getting after it in the gym because, um, you know, players may not have been, you know, elite level athletes, but they still um, felt like they could compete and they wanted to compete. And so it wasn't like I had to motivate them, motivate them in the gym, like, hey, we've got to get going. Um, they wanted to be better than what they were. They wanted to be trained. And so every day uh, when I would come in the gym, all the eyes were on me, like, what are we doing today? All right, let's go. And and so that really helped. Uh, and then, you know, throughout the entire process, it's been finding players that are better than what have been here in the past and, and getting them in here so that we can compete uh, at a higher level every year. And, you know, we've had, you know, some injuries along the way that have shut down some careers um, and you know has slowed us slowed down the process a little bit, but uh, I knew coming in that we weren't going to go from last to first in a year or two. Um, it was going to take time, um, and and part of it is, you know, you can't, you know, when you have eighteen other Division One schools in North Carolina, there's a lot of options for quality players to go to, and when you take over a program that's never been successful, you're not going to get. Uh, immediately the best players interested in your program. Uh, we've had to do it more of a step-by-step -step process of um, you know, evaluating what we have, evaluating the players out there, and getting somebody that, hey, this, this kid plays at a little bit better level, let's bring them in. And then when we're more successful, a little bit better players will be more interested. And so we've grown it that way. Um, and so it, it's, the hardest part has been patience. And, and having that patience and understanding that the better we are in, in the gym and, and training them, uh, the better the product that we'll have on the floor. And then we just keep working with them even throughout the fall. Um, we don't just roll out the balls in practice and say, hey, go scrimmage. We do a tremendous amount of individual work, uh, tactical work, uh, to make sure that our players are getting better every, every day. And that's been part of um, this season as well, is that, um, you know, we, we didn't start our conference season very well, but we learned from that. And now every week from that point on, we've been, we've been playing better because the players have learned from uh, our missteps in early September 
in mid September, and now in October, you know, we we won seven of eight matches, and so um, every year it's it's going to be like this. Um, we're gonna we're gonna probably start a little bit slower and figure out the best way for our team to play, the best lineup to have. And then they're going to have to realize, oh, this is, you know, especially the freshmen, oh, this is the level I have to play at. This is the consistency I have to have to be at. And then once they figure that out, things run a little bit smoother and we can we can do more from an offensive and defensive standpoint. But, um, yeah, it, it's been, I mean, it, you, I look back, I can't believe it's been five years um, that I've been here. But, uh, um, like, I, again, I like that challenge. I wouldn't be here if I if I didn't want that challenge, if I didn't feel like we could win a championship. But um, we're at a point now where um, two seasons ago we got to the championship match. Uh, last year we finished fourth and, and got to the semifinals, and we were actually winning that match. Um, one game one against Radford, a couple bad goals, calls in game two, uh, cost us that game. And, um, you know, within a few points of, of going to the final again, um, you know, we're 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 right there and we've got um you know some quality players committed for 2018 and 2019 that i feel like can even take us that next step um and at the same time we still have um two weeks left to get prepared for our own conference tournament and again uh we're we're not far away from being uh right there um ready to hold a trophy um high point is running people over right now um, but I look at it as one of the things where um, we're about four or five um, plays better um, if, if we do that but in, in the next three weeks than, than we can compete with, with them. It's really that we make four or five more mistakes than they do um, in each set. And that seems like a lot, but with six players on the floor, if all of them make one less mistake, then you've got your points. And so... Um, we're talking about minute details um, when when you think about it. Finally, Coach, I'll, I'll ask you about your your family. Um, you have a young daughter, um, a wife. You guys got married in 2011. Being a newish husband is a full-time job. Being a dad of a little one is a full-time job. This is a full-time job. How do you uh, mix the three? <laughs> um it's not always easy, but uh, I really enjoy it. Uh, I think <clears throat> um, I'm able to, what's nice is that we live in the community, especially with Stephanie uh, working over at the medical school. Um, we've just made this our home and we live in Lillington, so it's you know a seven minute commute to get to work. I think that has helped us uh, being here together um, and the daycare basically right on campus. Um, we've We've made it efficient for us on on that side where you know, if, if things aren't going well or you know Josie's sick or something like that we're we're close by um and, and what's also nice is that you know my staff and my players are also willing to help um if necessary as far as babysitting and, and things like that uh but it's it's been fun uh as soon as i uh, you know get off work you know i have to switch into dad mode and make dinner and and give her a bath at night and and all sorts of fun stuff and um in the mornings not only am i getting myself ready but i'm getting josie ready uh to go to school and so um 
you know, it's nice that I don't live 40 minutes away. I'm just, you know, 10 minutes away. It, it, it makes life a little bit easier. But um, another part of it is that uh, Ashley and Rob really do a really uh, do a very good job for me um, as far as preparing and 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 owning a lot of the the small duties that are needed to get done in the program it allows me a little bit of flexibility too to to take care of Josie when I need to um, but it, it's worked out well um, Steph's uh, brother-in-law was stationed at Fort Bragg uh, when she was a teenager and so she's already she had already visited this area when when she was younger and, and liked it so when we came down here it was something where she she felt comfortable with this area and liked this area and if she was going to live anywhere else uh, other than than where she was previously like this was this was the area she wanted to come to um, so um, it's worked out very well for for us and uh, I couldn't be happier uh, I think this is the right environment for ourselves and the right environment for Josie and um, you know Bob has provided us everything that we've needed to be a competitive program um, and uh, I wouldn't want it any other way thank you coach Thank you.